Lauren Bridge, and you are, give us your title. Vice President. Vice President of the entire carrier, right? C- correct. That's awesome. And and now, Lauren, before we get into it, we, we I want to talk about your job and everything you've done, but you've been here how many years? 43. 43 years. What, what was your anniversary date? Do you have that or not? Sometime in September. It's been a long time ago. It's hard <laughs> to remember that far back. And, and, and Lauren, just so everybody knows, you're officially retiring this week. Is that correct? Uh, From the company. Yes. That's uh, this week, next week. Yep. Whatever Jim tells me, I can leave. Hey, hey, Lauren, <laughs> I just seen a, there's a video going around of a, a police officer. Maybe you've seen it. It's like viral all over the Internet. And this guy got to do his final check call, and they videoed it, and he started crying. Uh, you know I'm not going to cry. But you're gonna. <laughs> but you are going to miss I, it. If you've been somewhere 43 years, you're going to have at least a tear maybe in private. Well, Be absolutely. Honest. This business, the trucking business, is made up of people. You're dealing with you're dealing with the folks, whether it's in the office, on the road. Of course, the most important people we have are the guys out on the road. There's no question about that. That was drilled into me uh, 40 some years ago. You know, we're not here without the guys out on the road, uh, the people, the folks, the drivers out on the road doing their thing, and it's been that way for 43 plus years. It's going to be that way going forward. We love them. We got to have them. And uh, just got to put our arms around and give them a big old hug. I hear that. So you're saying the muscle of the company is is really the important part. And I have to agree because you know what, Lauren, I was a driver myself. Did you ever drive? Uh, it wouldn't be safe to the motoring public uh, <laughs> if I drove. I I did get my Class A license uh, when awesome. I when I was uh, younger. When the CDL came in, I didn't didn't do that because it, really it's a safety issue. Right. Okay. So you never, you got your class A, you, you went through a, a school maybe, or you took the test, but you never did actually take a load ever. Went to the East Coast a couple times. With uh, another driver? Uh, with another driver. That's awesome. You know what? Let me tell you, Lori, now you've been in this company for 43 years. One of my firm beliefs, and I know a lot of trucking companies used to do it, make every employee go for at least one trip. Do you, do you agree with that or not? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's how a lot of us cut our teeth and you know, getting to where we are. Uh, in the early years, we every year, everyone, operations people, went, went out on the road. Uh, first time I went across the GW Bridge, saw the Statue of Liberty, went up to Portland, Maine. Uh, they really did it to us. Uh, back then, we hauled swinging meat, uh, get a trader washed out, throw the meat hooks on the ground. I guess what I got to do. I got to pick the meat, hook, meat hooks up off the ground, throw them in the trailer, and bring them back to Liberal, Kansas. I hear you, brother. And, and you know, honestly, I, I'm a firm believer in all that. When I, I cut my teeth in New York City, unloading trailers in spice houses and all that good stuff. So, sure. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bugger. You, you mentioned swinging meat. When's the last time national carriers uh, hauled swinging meat? Because I get, I've talked to drivers all the time, and some of them will ask me, do you haul swinging meat? And I, and I know that doesn't even exist anymore, does it? Well, there's the, no, not the swinging meat that, that we had in the, in the 70s, 80s. Uh, but they, they do still move carcasses, the full sides of carcasses, that they put them on rollers and roll them right out of the, the cooler, right on a trailer that's fit for it, to take to other plants to uh, to cut up. Now, I, just out of curiosity, was, was swinging meat the cause of rollovers at one time? I mean, because of it, it doing that, I know like a lot of drivers talked about that. I'm just curious. <laughs> well, of course. Okay, I've, it was. So it was a, a big cause. Well, you have to know what you're hauling. You know, if you were a driver, you got to know what you got on back there to be a safe driver. 
And yeah. swinging meets no different. You, you, the, some of the curves out there curve the wrong way, and if you're going too fast, whether you had swinging meat on or not, you might not be, might not make it around that curve. But uh, it, it it did create some it did create some issues. Yeah, like a, almost like a tanker in the surge and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be if you didn't have baffles in there, it could could push you forward a little bit. I hear you. So forty three years national car- has it always been called national carriers? In fact, uh, I seen a sign here. You guys are at your 50th anniversary as a carrier itself, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. So has it always been national carriers? Yes. It has. Awesome. And you guys are owned by? National Beef Packers. So, yeah, so, and, and so you're owned by National Beef, so obviously your main commodity is meat. Correct. Okay, awesome. So tell us about your, your walk. I'm, I'm sure in 43 years, which would have been what, if I'm doing my math correctly, uh, what, 1970-something? Four. 1974, you started here. The company had been in business only six or seven years. In you walk. You didn't walk in here as the VP. What was your title? I was a dispatcher, man. You were the dispatcher, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Wow. How many dispatchers did they have back then? And how many trucks back then? Four, 100. Four, dis- four dispatchers four and 100 trucks. Right. That's when you started. Right. That's awesome. And then it grew quickly, huh? Uh, no, not, over the years, it grew. Uh, it I can't quote the numbers off the top of my head, but yeah, it, it grew to the size we we are now. And what is that size right now? Oh, all together, 700 trucks. We've got uh, 525 or so in a reefer division. Uh, got 120 in our livestock division, uh, 30 in a hide division. And then our brokerage department, they run some, some trucks out there. You add them all up, close to 700. Right. Okay. So you went from dispatcher to what? Like what? Give us your journey for this podcast. You went dispatcher... And then what did you do next? How long were you dispatcher? Uh, you know, that. now you're asking me to think. Am I? Yeah. Uh, you didn't think that we would do that on this oh, show, did you? No, oh, no, not at all. It, it, just over the years, I've always been in operations and uh, at one time uh, took over the sales part. It was a good interface, sales, running sales and operations. To, you know, had a good feel for what, what our sales guys needed to do. And it just kind of kind of grew from there. And uh, sometime I was made operations manager then a VP, and that's where I'm at. Awesome. That is a, a, a dream. Uh, Ruth Ann, do you have a question for Lauren? Over the last 44 years, f- almost 44 years, what is one of the most distinct memories you have here at National? Wow, that was a good question. Why did I think of that one? Because I'm better. Give us your, <laughs> give us your best memory. Wait, can you do it? There's you got several, don't you? Oh, the, there's some... <laughs> So many. We start talking about some of our old drivers and some of the things that they did, and then we just start talking about each other. There, there's just a lot of things, and I, and I made this comment the other night at a little dinner that we had that we were we're so fortunate, and we should all be grateful that that uh, John Jacobson Jr. built this company with a very solid foundation, and Jim Frank and the current management team. They're only doing what they're doing the thing to make it even more firm today. But it was built with a solid foundation. And, and again, it goes back to the just believing in the driver and taking care of the driver that's out there working. That's a good, that's a, that actually is a really good motto. Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, there, I mean, there's a lot of good companies. And, you know, I, I, I look up companies all the time. And National Carrier is one of those carriers that really you don't see a lot of bad, you know, stuff on. It's mainly good, solid reporting back from drivers that actually, you know, put in reviews and this and that out there. So... It sounds like you probably have more good memories than, you know, any bad. Well, it's the old 80-20 theory. You know, we spend 80% of our time working 
the bad side of it. And sometimes we forget the 20% of the guys that are make up 80% of the fleet are the good guys. But there are every company out there has personality, and not every driver out there when we bring them in is going to fit into that personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we're we're we have we're, we're unique as is every company that's out there. If a driver's looking for a place to be treated right fairly, National Carries is a place for him to try. Come here. Might not last, but guess what? If we're going to part ways, let's have a clean divorce. Let's not have a a battle when 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 they leave. So it's a uh, it's a good place. You know, and and I've preached that same theory. Not everybody's personality is going to mash with their dispatcher or with the way that carrier does stuff. You're right. Sometimes it's really no fault of either a driver or company hmm. why a driver may want to quit and move on. And for the most part, you got a lot of drivers that you've retained for many, many years. I also understand the old lady theory that you said, you know, Ruth Ann's here with me and, you know, I can do 99 <laughs> nice things for her and then just say one bad thing to her and she'll never let me forget it. Uh, you know, it's, she works on the 1%. You know. You're only as good as your last at bat. So hey, ain't that the be, truth? be careful what you say to her. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a, and that's a great theory. And, and a lot of drivers, you know, a lot of companies out there, they advertise, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. But really, you're abs- Lauren, you couldn't have said something more truer than it really is going to depend when, you, when a driver comes in. And, and what I've noticed with, with national carriers in, in my dealings with you guys, national carriers does go out of their way not to treat a driver like royalty but to treat a driver like a driver you know hey listen we want to we want to keep you going we want to provide you miles we want to give you a comfortable equipment and we want to provide you with benefits and a good solid job you can raise your family on national carriers really does go out of their way for that and i know i'm not putting other companies down but i think if we all went on that theory we might have more people coming in so so really we're not we're what we're saying here is and i don't want to get too tongue-tied we're not bringing every 100% of every driver coming in here. We know there's one or two who's going to come in and say, hey, this isn't for me, you know, and, and, and that's fine, too. That, absolutely. Absolutely right. Yeah, you know, we're just keeping it real. How about anything else you got for us? Well, you got some words of wisdom uh, for anybody that's listening. How about some words of wisdom for some new drivers thinking about coming on to national carriers? Good place to start out. Uh, drivers, uh, all unique, all unique individuals. Our job from the operation side, sales side, uh, anywhere in the company, our job is to provide the driver with a, a way to make a good living. Without force dispatch, the driver has to take that upon himself and go out there and, and make those miles at the same time. So um, not sure how, many, how much words of wisdom I can, I can put out there. but uh, 43 years of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect that. I really yeah. do. Trucking's, I mean trucking's fun. You know, it's just, it, it's, if you like dealing with people, all different kinds of people, all different types of attitudes, this is the type of business to get, get <laughs> here because you're going to see it. You're going to see it. And you know, Lauren, we, we preach that a lot to drivers. First off, if you're getting into driving, one of my advices is, first off, the statistics show three out of four people get their CDL and, and they don't make it six months and never drive again. That's how bad the statistics are in it. And it's because it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. A lot of a lot of people come into it not realizing. The reason I'm saying this is because National Carriers is a true OTR company. Okay? Mm-hmm. National Carriers is a company that will let you become an actual over-the-road or a regional driver where you're going to be gone at least two weeks 
or more on the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when a driver is thinking about it as a job, well, maybe I'm in a factory and I make 30000 a year, and now I can go to National Carriers and make sixty. I can double just by going and doing this. But what they got to consider is it's a lifestyle, okay? We're going to be living at truck stops. We're going to be on the road. And like you said, a truck driver, he deals with dispatch. He deals with safety. He deals with customers, DOT, four-wheelers. Everybody knows what the four-wheelers are doing to us. And then on top of that, let me tell you what else we deal with as truck drivers. Weather. You know, this time of the year, we're just coming out of the weather. You know how nerve-wracking that is for a driver knowing there's an ice storm up ahead. And then you wrap all that up in a ball. And you have mama at home saying, I miss you. Get home. The kids miss you. They forget what you look like. And guess what? That's what a truck driver has to know going into this. National Carrier is very supportive of that, aren't they? Without a doubt. Uh, it, it's a very difficult job making your living out on the road. But with some, a good support group at home makes it a lot easier. Without that strong support group at home, you're gonna, it, it's going to be a tough life. But 24-7, that's, that's trucking. You're That's out it, there, brother. You're out, you're out there doing your thing and and uh, putting up with a lot and putting up with dispatchers' attitudes and and uh, it, it's it, it's a tough tough life, but it's a good life. Got there are so many good people out there making their living on the road. It just it, it amazes me, especially with the we've got some folks that have been here for a very long time, making their living on the road. Uh, appreciate everything that they've done. And one reason, and it's, well, not one reason, very many, there's a lot of reasons. Every one of those drivers is what's kept me doing what I've done for the last 40-some years. Well, that's an awesome homage to pay to the drivers out there, and I'm sure they appreciate you, Lauren. Lauren Bridge, National Carries, 43 years service. Thank you for your service. I mean that sincerely. I'd like to shake your hand, brother. You're actually videoing on here, too. But, uh... We absolutely appreciate you coming on and give us a, a few minutes of your time before you. For, for if Jim will let me leave, I'll you know maybe today's the day. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Well, he's not in town, so I doubt if today's. <laughs> but I might leave early since he's gone. Yeah, that, that might not be a bad deal. Awesome. So. Well, well, thank you for joining us, Lauren, and and I'm going to let you get back to what you're doing. I guess you're over there running the company and doing your thing, and we're, I guess we're going to try to get a couple other people on the mic. Ed's. Ed's signaling us. We still have Rick Ham with us. And uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say, brother? Well, the guy that you're going to bring on next, he's really the backbone of the operations department. And he, uh, he he's fantastic. My job would be so much more difficult without him in the office. So, And he, and he works way too many hours. He's in here about 5.30 in the morning. He leaves about 5.30 in the afternoon or 6, depending on when our night crew comes in because he waits and makes sure that they show up. But... He's, you need to really hit him with some really good questions. He'll stutter a little bit. He'll breathe heavy into the mic. He'll do all that stuff, but he'll, he'll, he'll get through it. I'm going to hit him with a couple <laughs> questions, but I, I, I love your theory of these are the guys that make me look good. That, that tells me you're not a micromanager, and that's the way a good company runs, and I mean that sincerely, and that's a great attitude. Thank you, Jim, again. We appreciate you, brother. Rick Ham with us today also. Rick, who's coming on? What's his name again? Lex Mendenhall. Oh, this okay, Lex. this is Lex Mendenhall. All right, well, is is Lex going to join us? Lex is the director of operations. So he is the guy that's over dispatch. Uh, he's more directly. Okay, let's sit. Hey, how you doing, Lex? Good. How are you? Good. You're going to have to come close to me, brother. Uh-oh. We need you in the, in the video. Troy showered. I made sure. 
You did? Yeah, I, I made sure. I, all these close quarters here, you got to make sure that, you know. Hey, that's pretty nice. I can still hear you. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep talking, Ruthann. Uh, well, we have Lex, who is the, he's over all of the dispatchers, all of operations. He deals with the customer services. He, he's over everybody there. So. so we just talked to Lauren Bridge. Now, Lauren was the overseer of it all. Okay, he was the VP, correct, Rick? Correct. And now we've got Lex, Lex Mendenhall. Yes, I'm, I, Lex, if you knew, I've been in sales my whole life, and I'm the worst, worst name person no, ever. No, that's fine. I, I, listen, I've got my daughter here with me. How many times have I said, you girl? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just so wrapped up. Welcome to Talk CDL, okay, Lex. You are the Thank guy you. directly over the action, correct? Like load planning. Are you, you, you help with the load plans or do not? I do not. Try to stay out of that, as a matter of fact. Come close I, to them. There you go. Yeah. Do not. I try to stay out of that as much as I can. I've got load planners and dispatchers, and I try to let them take care of their job. So, so why don't you just kind of give us, if you don't mind, how, first off, how long have you been with National Carriers? Started in 87. Wow. Um, took a brief sabbatical in uh, 2013, and I've been back since 2015. So most of my work career in trucking has been right here at National. So, okay, so Lex, what is your primary job? What's your primary duties here, and how do you, how do you really – uh, make an impact on the truck drivers in your job? Well, one thing that ruminates, I would say, from the top on down is is concern for the drivers. Um, it starts at the top, but really, um, at my level, I'm trying to push that out. I've got a group of really good driver managers that, that uh, are caring and concerned. Um, it's a driver-friendly company, and, and uh, my piece is to make sure, a big part of my piece, is to make sure it stays that way. So good culture. Um, it's what keeps me at National and why, why National was my home when I came back. Um, you met one of the finest, in my opinion, in the, in the business, in Lauren Bridge. I just can't say enough good things about the people who work here and, and the company itself, so... That's all. That's awesome. Hey, now you you haven't met Ruth Ann. This is my wife, Ruth Ann Lex. And have you met my uh, partner in crime, Rick Ham? Do you know this guy? <laughs> I do know him. Rick, anytime you want to ask Lex a question, don't be afraid to interview him. Oh, really? Yeah, you you can jump right in. <laughs> I have a question. Go ahead. I have Ruthann. a question. What do you got for Lex? Okay, so you've been here very long. Did you start as the overseer of all of operations, or did you start as a dispatcher? You know, I started actually as a dispatcher, and, and I've been at it for a long time. I've probably moved into management 20 years ago. What is one of the worst situations you had to get stuck in as a dispatcher? Back in the day, I, the one that comes to mind back in the day when um, before the age of satellites, everything was over the phone, so you would have possible to have 40 drivers waiting to speak to you and i remember not being here very long and having 20 or 30 on the phone waiting to talk to me and one guy had been sitting there in particular in the bronx for 45 minutes on a payphone now, some people out there may not even know what a payphone is today yeah but, i know i do yeah <laughs> but if he said was is that was that hunt's point is that what you're talking about uh, i'm talking about hunt's point so he at least had hookers or something to talk to well you <laughs> know, there's always somebody there to talk to or so, a drug dealer so <laughs> when i get on the phone finally with him he tells me he's been mugged right there in the 
while he was holding for me. <laughs> That's how, oh, that one, I always think about that. You know, if that would have happened today and he would have got the recording while you were listening, it would have went viral. Yeah, absolutely. Was, it, no, was he okay, though, in the end? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, That's, yeah. Got her well, dispatch I'm, and went on. I'm kind of glad that, you know, I, I, that's a bad situation, but I'm glad that's kind of one of the worst situations you ever had to be in, <laughs> honestly. So, I'm, I'm so Lex, you, you started as a dispatcher, and I and I believe Lauren said he started in dispatch. and Correct. And he had been here a little longer than you, I guess, about another 13 years, it looks like. Yeah. And uh, so you went from dispatcher. Did you drive at all for national carriers, or did you ever you, drive a truck? Well, you know, when I, when I first started, you had to actually – Get it. Then it was a commercial license, wasn't a CDL, but you had to have a commercial license, go out on the road for a couple of weeks and, and get your feet wet on the road, and then come back in and work in the office. took me about two weeks to decide that I wasn't man enough to be a driver, so I came into the office. Hey, I'm telling you, it's a fact. I, we just got done telling uh, Lauren the same thing. Three out of four people get their CDL, it's, seriously, and don't make yeah. it six months. So, And I tell drivers that all the time. Listen, if you don't make it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, Don't take it personal. It just means it isn't for you. Not everybody wants to wait. I tell new truckers all the time, when you get that CDL, you don't realize that you see B.J. and the Bear. You remember B.J. and the Bear? I've uh, met that guy. He's actually a really nice guy. Yeah. I actually met him at the Louisville Truck Show a couple of years ago. He was selling tapes. Uh, he had a booth. <laughs> but I, I, And I tell drivers, new drivers all the time, listen, when you get that CDL, here's what's going to happen to you. You're thinking, oh, I'm all pumped, honey. We're, I'm leaving in a couple of weeks, and everything's great. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in a cabin not that big. Even mm. though uh, the condos... Today's trucks are big. They are small, especially if you have to share them with yeah. somebody. I've shared it with Ruth Ann. Oh, my God. But, you know, all of a sudden you realize Rover or your dog isn't there, so yeah. you can't scratch his belly. The kids aren't jumping on the bed to wake you up in the morning. Yeah. Your favorite pizza place isn't there, and I'm telling you, people get hit like it, like it's a brick hitting them in the head. Hey, here I am. I'm a, tru- I'm a, I'm a trucker, but I don't like this. Yeah. So, I mean, they really, these new guys, and I'm not putting them down, at least they gave it a try, but, man, you find out real fast, just like you did, man, this this sucks, you yeah. know? I loved it. I was out there forever, you know, but uh, I, I do know what you went through. It's not for everybody, that's for sure. Yeah. So, now, how long have you been the ops manager? Um, let's see, I've been the ops manager, well, I've been at it probably for 20 years. Um, wow. Different titles, but basically over the operation. That's a, now, are you are you from Texas? Originally, I'm from Kansas. So a lot of transplants from Liberal down, isn't there? Uh, well, there is. Yeah, there is. I th- in fact, there's a a driver that just graduated, a newbie, right there against the wall. Nice guy, and he literally is from Liberal, Kansas. Is he that just right? got done his school. Yeah, <laughs> and he's here to join uh, uh, national carriers. Also, I wanted to ask you. Before I forget, it's on my mind. Trucks. Now, you guys will operate the T680s, which which are the Kenworths. Yeah. Awesome trucks. It's a very sought-after brand by drivers. One of the most sought-after brand. is. Has it always been KWs? I think you guys used to have the Freightliners a few years ago. Did you dabble in everything? I mean, from Pete's to Internationals? We have. Yeah. We have over the years. KW has, has turned out to be a really good truck for us. Right, drivers right. like it. So yeah, it's popular. So we've stayed with it. We've been with kw now for i guess five or six years right okay so what about did you ever do peterbilts or not is that like that's that's they're one of the real we had a few in the fleet at one time um and we've had we've had um everything really from uh um freight liners to kenworths to peterbilts um volvo volvos 
So we about Max? You ever guys ever Max Western Star? We've had a few Max in the fleet. We sure really? have. That's awesome. So. Really? Okay. Ruthann, you got a question? Are you stuck for? You know no, what? I'm Let me not tell stuck. you. When I just Ruthann's don't know if I should word, ask it. Something's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not stuck. I just didn't know if I should ask it. I was going to ask um, how many how many dispatchers are actually. I know we've seen them, but how many are actually over there? We actually have ten driver managers. Um, we've got another six customer service people and another five planners all together. So and that's here. We're set up. Yeah. Now, isn't there some dispatcher or uh, fleet manager somewhere else, like in Kansas? Uh, there actually, we have uh, one in Denison, Iowa, that, okay. that I guess would be in that count. And we have a CSR and planner slash planner in okay. Denison, Iowa, as well. A small office that uh, ran trucks out of that years ago. But the people that are up there are so good, we didn't want to do away with the office. So. Well, that's a, that's a, a nice amount of – there's not as many people than, you know, like you have a nice amount that you can handle. Like right. There's not, there's not over – too many to one person, it sounds like. Right, right. Okay. And, Lex, you might uh, – Denison is Jeff Chance. Right. And how long has he been with National? Jeff Chance has been with National for 15 years, roughly. So. You know, a lot of your people last a long time. No, we don't. <laughs> that, and that really, is a, that's true. And, you know, that really is a true good sign. Wait, we got Ed whip, whipping a 30 out. Who's 30, Ed? With, between farmland and national. Yeah, so yeah. he's pretty much a 30-year guy, Ed, is, is in the background saying. Okay. All right. So uh, words of wisdom. We, we won't keep you too long. Uh what do you got for words of wisdom for drivers that are coming in? And I mean, I mean look, it's obvious – we're just pulling people out of the office and interviewing you guys. You guys are here a long time. You got a lot of drivers that are here. What twenty plus years? I mean, you got to uh, you got to have a big number of that too, don't you? Right, right. Um, you know, we've had drivers in our fleet that have been here about as long as Lauren, forty years. As a matter wow. of fact, we've got one that was driver citizen of the year last year, and Buddy Haston. He started about the same year I started. Um, he's an amazing guy. So. Drives a truck that's 13 years old, has 6 million miles on it. Is he an owner-operator? And never broke down. Yeah, Looks brand new. Looks brand new. Absolutely. That Amazing is. guy. He takes enjoyment of his, his, his career. Loves it. Yeah. Loves it. He really does. Like so many truckers, you know, it's, it's not just a job, it's their hobby. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, and he told me, sitting in my office the other day, said, I'll never get off the road. So that's what I want to do. Hey, my grandfather drove 52 years. He retired and died a year later. Yeah. And he crawled in and out of a cab over his whole life. You know yeah. what a cab over is. I do. I'm sure National what Carriers had him. some. Yeah, and so did I. And I and you tell Buddy, okay, that he's he's correct. Don't retire. Yeah. Because that's when things start. It's, it's no different than sitting a Camaro in your garage for five years. Eventually, things are going to break, and so does the body. He's That's yeah. smart of him to say that. I mean that. So we get Ed over there with the camera. I know. Did, did you have anything else you wanted to say? <laughs> well, like? yeah, I was going to say that the words of wisdom. What can you tell? Um, you know, a word of wisdom, but also what can you tell a driver as advice on on communication with his dispatcher? Well, communication, of course, is absolutely a two way street. I mean, we expect communications from our driver, but we expect it from our driver manager as well. I guess what I tell my group in orientation. No company out there is perfect. There's always going to be that load that 
didn't have enough, enough time and there's always going to be that load that maybe had too much time or went somewhere you didn't want to go but this is a good company if you sink your teeth in here and you stay with us you'll make money and you'll enjoy your your work life here it's a good company good people driver managers that have done just what they're doing and what makes a great company is the people out there just like them meeting and greeting and servicing customers that's what makes a good company not the people in the office Yes, that would be my words of wisdom. Well, Lex Mendenhall, we appreciate you so much coming on. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time. I'd like to shake your hand too, brother. We're all in trucking here. Take care. Ed, you got someone else that wants to jump on the mic here. Well, while someone's coming, Rick Ham, I got a question for you. You showed me, we were looking at a couple people here today, not mentioning any names, and we seen a guy that he drove about 143,000 miles, which is about a 2,700-mile Average weekly run, correct? That's we figured it was right around in that area, right? Every week for 52 weeks. Every week we looked at his miles. The man hit right at seventy thousand dollars. Yep. And and this is a guy that is not. One of the things I wanted to mention. Come on in here, brother. Who do we got here? Sean Barry. Sean Barry, come on down here, brother. Put the mic on. Let me get this question out to Rick real quick. We were talking about this the other day. National Carriers has seven hundred trucks. National Carriers has absolutely zero time to play favorite. There is no favorite dispatching here at all. There's not a cousin game going. This is a driver that said, hey, keep me in the win. Dispatch me the way you will. I'll take what you got. And this is exactly his reward was about $70,000. And the guys in, and we're going to be talking about the trucks here at National Carriers here in a second. We're going to be taking them on a tour. But this is a guy that just came, stayed, and 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 just went home on scheduled home time. He's not, and, and look, I'm not putting you guys down that need to get home more. Okay, but when we look at a driver that says, hey, dispatch me, get me home as promised, you got you get him home, he's there for three, four days at the house, and then he goes back out and spends his time on the road. There's a guy that literally made $70,000. Rick, go ahead. Yeah, and that's very doable here. It's realistic as long as you're willing to do what we do. You know, we we don't do anything other than we do. Uh, we're, we're over the road trucking, and if that's what you want to do, and you'll go where we go and do what we do, uh, you can do exactly the same. And there are no favorites. Uh, Sean sat next to you, uh, lives it and breathes it every every minute of the day, and he can tell you that, you know, we're just looking for folks that want to work and work hard and do their job and be rewarded for it. Uh, thank you, Rick. I, I'm gonna, we're going to get back to, to you because you got a lot to say. Sean Barry, operations manager, right? Yes, sir. Get a little more into the mic. Yes, sir. So operations manager. First off, how long have you been with National Carriers? Uh, almost three years. It'll be it'll be uh, three years in August. Okay, awesome. That and, and I'm glad we finally got a guy that hasn't been here for 500 years. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because now, did you come from trucking or or, or not? Uh, yes, sir. I worked for. Uh, Lisa Motor Lines and FFE uh, when they were together, and then uh, FFE was bought out by KLLM, and I made a switch to a smaller company for a little bit, and then I ended up here. Okay, so you were with it. In fact, I drove for FFE. Mm -hmm. I used to run out of their dedicated line, uh, which is uh, all East Coast, which nobody wanted, so I lived there. (laughs) And I hand-unloaded everything. But but coming back here, so now you you came over to National Carriers. And look, I'm not asking you to put down other trucking companies, Mm -hmm. but it's nice... To see a guy, did you drive first off? Sean? No, sir. Never drove. No. Were you ever in a truck? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been around it. And have a you been in? Bit. Have you gone on a trip? No, sir. Rick, 
I need you to get this guy on a trip, California <laughs> or, or the Bronx. Let him experience it. He's least a humble guy, too, Rick. Well, I was thinking L.A. to Chicago. L.A. to, to Chicago York, to the Bronx. To yeah. Miami. And, yeah. Wow. Well, we got to get you in a truck, Sean. Okay. Seven stopper, please. But as, as, and all hand on load. Yeah. Okay. But here's, here's really, I, I should say a floor load. That's even better. My question, though, is without putting the competition down, mm-hmm. you know, because I've worked for different carriers, what makes national carriers, you're here three years, obviously you like national carriers or you'd have left. What makes you like national carriers over, just say, all the carriers you work for? I didn't really know the difference between um, how to treat a driver, uh, so to speak. I, I don't really know the best way to word that, but... Uh, you know, national takes it above and beyond on how to, um, you know, deal with the driver and, and understand their personal situation and be on a personal level to help accommodate. You know, everybody's going to have a family issue or, uh, you know, a need to get home on a, on an emergency type basis. And national takes it above and beyond on on either finding the right load to get that driver home as soon as possible or, or we've even gone as far as, you know, have to to uh, park the truck and, and fly him home to to accommodate you know something that's an emergency to them that well that's an emergency to us and then you know once they get their issue taken care of and we get them back in the truck then they're they're making money just that much sooner um, I, I so I really didn't really understand that and that's the biggest thing I've learned uh, working for national um, you know in, in my mind or I, I thought we did a good job uh, previously but once I got here I realized there was a big difference in the you know the way to treat a, a person um you know it, they're not just a, a truck driver or you know um, you know a person out there i mean that's that's what we do and that's our livelihood and if it wasn't for them we wouldn't you know we'd be unemployed so that's awesome and, and you know i agree with you I've, I've worked for different carriers myself and and again i'm not going to name carriers i don't like but there is that difference i agree with that 100 percent. there is that difference of of you feel like you're one of 20 horses pulling a carriage and someone's whipping you. Yeah. And, and if I wound my leg, they're just going to pull over and shoot me <laughs> and keep going. Or, hey, listen, let's put a splint on this guy and nurture him back to health. That 100%, there's a big difference between someone that actually does care. And you know what it sounds like just listening to Lauren, and, and Lauren's retiring. We understand he's been here 43 years. It's, it, it, that's got to start at the top. I've worked for carriers where the guy that's at the top Whenever he'd walk into a room, everybody, like the entire Mm -hmm. personality of the room changes. That's because they feared the guy or gal. I've Mm -hmm. worked for a carrier where a female, and I I have worked for carriers where the room changes, Mm -hmm. like like that. Mm -hmm. And then you've worked for carriers where, hey, the guy walks in the room, and, and it doesn't even skip a beat because he has trust. He's not a micromanager and he has trust in everybody down below him and the ones below them they have trust and it all and all goes to the driver everybody does their job and it's like a well-oiled machine and i have seen that here at national carriers myself i really have i agree yeah so so how about some words of wisdom man what you're just strictly watching over dispatch that's it like you are the guy watching over like if a dispatcher has a problem like that he's got to get solved he comes to you is that is that pretty much the way that works correct either you know driver managers planners either one i mean we just work on multiple issues uh, you know every every minute of every day it's 
Um, anything from, you know, a driver that needs to get a certain direction, uh, you know, and we may not have that uh, that load, that magic load to get get them that way. So figuring out how to put the pieces together to, to turn, get them turned around to get to the house on time, uh, you know, fighting, you know, the hours of service issues, but still delivering freight on time. You know, and then it, you know it gets into more personal type stuff. Uh, you know, a driver that just had a family emergency, like we spoke about earlier, uh, trying to get them home on time, or or get them home so they can take care of that. Uh, you know, just it, there's a that's the one thing about about trucking today will never be the same as yesterday. So you know, it's a new issue every day. Even though we came to the same workplace, it's still a new issue every minute of every day, and trying to deal with that. You know, it's new challenges. And it's not the same same old thing every every minute. So, well, I got a question for you and a statement. I I noticed like from Lauren to Lex to you, uh, every time I call them a dispatcher, you guys say driver manager. Which, you know, every trucker I talk to, you know what they call them, right? <laughs> Dispatchers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just so you know. But I got a question for you because you mentioned trucking will never really be the same, and it kind of brought to mind something I should be asking a national carriers manager. You know, ELDs. Mm-hmm. Um, autonomous. Uh, a, a lot of stuff is is coming through now with autonomous braking, um, automatic transmissions. The industry is a hundred percent changing. Social media, trucking isn't going to be the same. How has national carriers embraced all those changes? Well, I think it it boils down to safety. Um, you know, whether it's ELD or paper logs. You know, when they were, it doesn't really matter. The the focus has always been safety here. Uh, yeah, we want to pick up freight for customers, and we want to make drivers as much money as we can. But more importantly, to the you know, it's our job and our responsibility to the motoring public to be safe. Uh, try to, you know, accomplish our job uh, of making you know making a living, but being safe. Um, you know, it doesn't do anybody any good. You know, whether it's a a blue truck for us or or any other color truck and that's going across the country to be unsafe in what we do. Yeah, we're so. gonna have Jill, we're gonna have Jill on later, who is the director of safety, also, so she can go a little further into the ELDs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm getting uh, on, on a time thing. Uh, Sean, is there anything else you'd like to say to like an incoming driver? Any words of wisdom? Because uh, yeah, this is pretty much a driver's page that you're gonna be on here. Um, the only you know the only message I have with. Uh, would be to you know come in with a, a clear mind where you know national carriers is not like every other company um, you know we do things a lot of things right I'm sure there's going to be some little things that we can pick apart and there are other companies out there that may do it a little bit better than us but we're always striving to be the best we can be as far as uh, driver relations and, and still making an honest living that's I appreciate that brother okay. oh thank you for your time thank and you. Uh, we'll let it. you get back to work man thank you <laughs>